0: Uh, welcome back everyone to another episode. We have another special guest this week, uh, this week, weekend. Uh, we don't do these weekly. They're not that scheduled. They're not that perfect. Remember, it's the unperfect podcast. But we got a special one this week. A uh, good buddy of mine that has came up through the ranks of bass fishing Uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear his story because he has done a lot of things that a lot of other anglers want to be able to do, and he's done it the right way for a long time. Uh, and he's spent a long time in the Bassmaster Opens, grinding his way, um, and we were talking about this last night of, like, how he's just, he's never had the vision of things just coming easy, and... His road to the Bassmaster Elite Series has been far from easy, but he is officially a Bassmaster Elite Series professional, uh, and so we're going to welcome Bassmaster rookie Josh Douglas. How's that sound?
1: That sounds awesome. Yeah? Man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me. You're like
0: officially a, a Bassmaster Elite Series rookie? Yeah. You're far from a fishing rookie. Yeah, I don't feel like a rookie. You're but. just technically on paper a bassmaster elite series rookie.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, uh how does that feel?
1: Yeah, no it's awesome. We're,
0: we're five derbies in, like what how do you feel about your first season so far?
1: Yeah, it feels a little more rookie-ish than I imagined it. Just <laughs> I can't have, you know, I've had some pretty good tournaments and at the same time had some bad ones. I just haven't put like three full days together yet. Yeah. And um but, you know, at the same time a lot of new lakes that I haven't been to uh trouble adjusting like you know when we were at uh sandy cooper i didn't know it that well it's a really tough place to move around i had a couple good like 16 and then 28 pounds and then day three it just got really blown out and i didn't yeah. really know where to go to adjust and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that you know i just trying to grind it all got real muddy where i was but yeah you know just it feels a little bit rookieish because it's kind of all over the board um haven't had too bad of a tournament haven't had too flashy of a one yet but yeah got, we still got four to go and uh you know, I, th- I think I can still make the classic if I get my button gear with these smallmouth coming up.
0: For sure. I mean, we're we are going into your uh, your neck of the woods or your territory, so le- let's take a step back and just I want to know how you got started because I don't even know this full story personally, but I want to know like where where did Josh Douglas get his start fishing bass fishing? Because I know you grew up in just an outdoor family. You grew up in Minnesota. Yep. But, like, where did that kind of that love for fishing, the outdoors start? And then where, like, who was that person? Because I feel like we all have, like, that person that kind of led us down the path or, like, instilled that passion in us.
1: Yeah, uh, it it happened young. Being from Minnesota, fishing goes hand in hand. You know, I've always said it in a lot of my seminar stuff. I was born with skates on my feet and a spinning rod in my hands, (laughs) which is what we do, and hockey and stuff like that. You know, it was kind of like the main deal when you live in minnesota so yeah. i played year-round hockey and all that but i, I come from a divorced family like real young uh, it's not a bad thing it was uh, the only way i really knew since i was about two years old mm-hmm. um so technically i have like two good dads i have my stepdad yeah. and my dad both of them are into hunting and fishing and stuff like that being minnesota especially in the you know late 80s early 90s it was all walleye fishing yeah, you know sure. and toothy critters northern's muskies yeah. what I was most interested in but Again that that came with, you know, two grandpas and and multiple uncles and all that that just kind of all took me under their wing. Uh, everybody kind of got remarried when I was really young, so I just known multiple families. So I had a lot of good people yeah. looked after. But it was probably my early teenage years two things happened. My uncle who would be traveling with me today, he was real pivotal in my bass fishing. So mm-hmm. he wanted to be a bass fisherman and and uh, he he ended up passing away in his early 40s to brain cancer. Right when I was kind of getting going, right when I was uh, had my first boat and was kind of running around, and he was real instrumental. He took me like up north and stuff like that, and I caught my first smallmouth with him, and that was like I was hooked. And then four pounder, right? Yeah, it was. On yeah. A leech, yeah, P- Berkeley, yeah, good, good Berkeley power bait leech on a little split shot yeah. rig up a point in northern <laughs> Minnesota. I'll never forget it. I, That's uh, awesome. And then yeah, and then my uh, uh, my grandpa, actually my step grandpa, um, had a cabin on a largemouth lake, and I would go out there on the weekends after school or summertime and stuff like that, and his neighbor lived in Alabama but would summer. Up north. Yeah, and he was big into bass fishing, so he kind of taught my grandpa. And so we would roll around with like an old Shannon twin spin, the little fur with an Uncle Josh pork on it, and flip around by the reeds and I'd take the paddle boat over there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got I mean, I remember my uncle I mean my grandpa would keep everything he ever caught and I'd sneak out at like midnight and he always had the cage at the end of the dock, yeah. and let the largemouth go. <laughs> and I know he knew, but he was so mad all the time, you know, I thought raccoons or whatever and I'd always let the largemouth yeah. go. And from then I was just kinda really hooked. I mean, watching the old Bassmaster, um you know, an Al Lindner was pivotal for me, just it's what I want to be, you know, that's my main goal is to be something like an Al Lindner for Minnesota and and the country, and just teach people the passion that, that's mine, because I just had a lot of good teachers over the years, and people willing to, willing to teach me, but yeah, it just, it was kind of all I really wanted to do, Yeah. once I figured out that, you know, there's only like 10% of Americans playing (laughs) professional hockey, I kind of slipped away, and started going into the fishing realm right away, and, And everything was just—I didn't necessarily come from money or have a means to it, so I had to bartend full-time. I guided during the days. I bartended at night, and Bree and I just had a goal of how we were going to get there, and lo and behold, we're here.
0: Yeah. Well, and since you brought Bree up, we'll just kind of go down that road for a second because I know how helpful it is having Tiffany on the road with me. Bree is your wife. She travels full-time with you. Mm -hmm. She's a phenomenal cook. She's been feeding me and Kyle this week at Lake <laughs> Fork a little bit. Yeah. We're like stray cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We <We're> just keep feed <laughs> us once we just keep coming back because Tiff is not here this week. And so uh, thankfully she's been cooking for us a little bit too. Um, but just like what does it mean to have that kind of support system? Like how much does that help
1: yeah. for you? Oh, it's huge. I, I don't want to say that I ever was going to quit, but if I ever was going to quit, It was, you know, she was still working a full-time job at home. I was gone for, you know, two months at a time. From Minnesota, you know. Idaho, you both know. I mean, it's a long ways away from everything, so you almost have to be gone. It's not worth it to go back and forth as much as it is to see people. And it was tough, you know, cheap hotels and no money and stuff like that. And you string together a couple bad finishes and and all that. Things was really tough. And then um, when I got on the FLW tour, we just made an effort. She was getting pretty good with the camera and stuff like that and that's we just kind of got lucky hit everything at the same time where sponsors were starting to really look for the video yeah. content and us creating our own content and uh, that's one area that I've just excelled with marketing and I do have a hospitality background went to college for that mm-hmm. for a little bit never did finish college so I don't want to say that I went to college for it but
0: I did um, the same thing yeah <laughs> right,
1: right. and uh, so that was huge bartending all that just wasn't yeah. natural for talking to people and, and building relationships and stuff and then I mean, it it got good once she left. It was a you know, it was really tough and we were broke broke there for yeah. a while. But once she started to establish herself as being able to do the video content and the photos and everything that the sponsors wanted and just keep you know, you know how it is. We're out there fishing for two weeks straight. It's hard to keep up on emails yeah. and all that and for her to make sure the contracts and it's just been it's been huge, and being able to travel around in the Lance Camper and all that and have the family together, good meals at night. Like, yeah, no, I wouldn't trade it in for – I wouldn't be I, – I just wouldn't be here. Yeah. Bree wasn't on the road. There's just no way.
0: I think that's one of the biggest things is it, it eases that stress on a relationship, right, because it doesn't matter. You can talk on the phone. You can FaceTime and stuff, but, like, that doesn't have the same feeling as her actually being able to be there. 100%. That's a mm-hmm. huge, huge help. Um, I mean, just – the simple things, right, like going to the post office and shipping packages off or, like, doing laundry or 100%. cooking meals. Like, that ends up, me and Kyle been talking about this this week since this is the first event TIFF is missing eight and a half years, that it adds up to, at a minimum, two if not three hours a day. That, oh, like, that is, that's two to three hours every single day that I have extra to focus on fishing or something like that you know, to do the other business stuff and content and fishing. And when they're not, then that's put on you. And so, like, there's that, just that time aspect of it, but then just the, like, the physical, emotional aspect of it, of being on the road because it's, it's that's, like, one of the number one things I think that takes bass fishermen out, right, is sure. the stress, like, of home life and being able to flip that switch of like on the water off the water but when your away time is only the eight hours that you're on the water or 12 hours during practice that's a lot easier Ten,
1: right? i mean even good and bad like of course it's good to have her there you have good tournaments you hug it out all yeah. that all the something going on the road but even even on bad moments you know when you're if you get getting a little argument or a spiff or something like yeah. that you don't you're not Doing it over the phone, which yeah. can be tough or something. You know, you're just kind of dealing with it right there like you would be at home. And, uh, yeah, that was definitely the hardest. And then the dogs, you know. I have Lutzen now, so that's all he's ever known. We literally threw him in the Dirty Max and rolled down the yeah. road. That's all he's ever known. But, my dog, you know, I had two dogs before that, and they think you died or something. They haven't yeah. seen you in two months, and mm-hmm. then you just show up. At least your wife knows where you are, and you're talking <laughs> to her and stuff like that. But, that, I mean, no doubt about it, that was the hardest. And, and, and a lot of guys out here, you know, they roll around with the group that – that makes it a little easier. Yeah. They're VRBOing and stuff like that, just to have something there. But yeah, there's there's just no way, um, you know. I like I said, I came in and I still got some rookie tendencies and stuff I got to work through. But at the same time, like timing, I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah. timing was perfect for me in the end because I also, you know, have a business partner in Bree that that keeps us going, keeps yeah. the content going good, yeah. and uh, definitely makes me look look good, you know, for my
2: sponsors <laughs> for sure. <laughs>
0: Which is, I mean, which is another thing I wanted to talk about because you've done a phenomenal job of creating these relationships with um, all the brands that you work with. And most of them have been really like longstanding Mm -hmm. deals. You know, you've worked with a lot of the same people and continually like grown with those companies or evolved and started to work with, you know, the companies that you really grew up wanting to work with and you were doing that way before you ever made the elite series yep. you know you were you and Bree essentially started traveling full you went full time before you were on the elites
1: yeah my first year in the FLW.
0: you. Yep. so like we'll just start kind of like on the fishing side of it and then we'll get into the marking side were you fish? like when you started like what was the goal like oh, where did you want to be on the elites on here. the elites oh to so the only go yeah, yeah, but the you went through like a bunch of different winding paths and stuff yeah. to get here right yeah. fish the federation, fish the opens, fish the f l w tour yeah. um like just kind of talk about that that process of like how difficult that was, and at some point we're talking about your your moment of at St. Clair.
1: Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> you, you know, I've just, one, one model we always had playing hockey growing up is you're only going to get better if you play with people better than you. Yeah. And so that's, I've always just taken that right into fishing. Um, the state of Minnesota was awesome. You know, I, I, uh, still try to fish as much as I can tournaments and stuff when I'm, when I'm back at home, I don't get to do nearly as many, but it's a great place to learn because they have everything from flipping and yeah. punching largemouth to offshore stuff to small glacial smallmouth lake, So it's just an awesome overall place to to learn. And uh, I had some success pretty early there, and I just kind of kept parlaying it into the end goal, which would be getting to the uh, the Elite Series, yeah. what was going to get me there. And, um, you know, at the time, we had Jim Moyna that was out doing his thing always, but it was basically Seth Fighter and I kind of just same time kind of made a, a run at it
0: like we're gonna go do this
1: yeah and just you know it was more accidental right away but then you got somebody with you on the road and and i've always chased seth's coattails at, and he's just this uber talented fisherman yeah. um super good Has taught me more than i've taught him i promise you that and uh but at the same time i just knew that you know i had an opportunity at a com- a japanese tackle company in biovex that sponsored me and gave me my first boat wrap and all that yeah. and it essentially paid for the opens and I'm no longer with the company. They're great. Get along with them. Guys, awesome. The brand's mostly only in Japan now, but I still owe them so so much for yeah. for me getting, um, you know, just being able to have the funds to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was heck on me then, fishing like Bassmaster Weekend Series and stuff, and you qualify for a regional event. And I remember dumping out the quarter jar, like the big quarter jar to say, Okay, oh, uh, hey, Bree, we got six hundred <laughs> some bucks, you know, let's roll. Here we go.
0: And, that and, was back before gas was five fifty a gallon. No, you know, yeah. To no. put in the dirty dirty max, huh? Yep,
1: definitely. And uh, yeah, just just kind of kept going and, and I knew I wasn't ready for the opens. I remember telling a lot of my friends back home, um, you know, I'm gonna give this five years. I got an opportunity and in five years I think I'll I'll learn a lot. And be good and you know in the end it took me nine years to get to the elites yeah. uh came dirty dirty close one too many times Yeah, multiple times i mean even when the big split happened the year before that i finished sixth mm-hmm. and shin fukai got the fifth spot God. and most of those dudes that took that spot didn't even stay for that the following you know the, oh, the year after yeah. so that was a little disheartening and and then the one year I didn't get in the top 10 in the points was when they went down to 15 and stuff and, and grabbed guys to, <laughs> to fill in the thing. So it's just, you know, it's, it's stuff like that. But at the end of the day, fishing's fishing, and I, I just want to go fishing. My goal was definitely to be a Bassmaster Elite Series angler, but a lot of it is I want to have good tournaments, and, and of course I want to win tournaments, and my goals change as I yeah, continue to as grow. as I should. Right. You, you start setting the bar a little bit higher and never really satisfied with what you got. I've always been the the mentality, you know, act like you've been there before, even if you haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to kind of keep moving through. And uh, and for me, you know, the opens was the, was good. The opens were good, but if I would have qualified back then, I don't know if I'd been ready for it yeah. yet. I don't know that the opens give you that, you know, three tournaments, moving around, endless practice days. Yeah. The financial aspect alone, $1,500 entry fee to $5,000 entry fee. I mean, that'll gym. bury somebody in a really quick hurry if mm. they're not catching them. Yeah. And help helped me grow sponsorships. And then the FLW came along. And that, again, FLW is extremely competitive. A lot of really good yeah. fishermen. I know we've seen it on the elites. Guys qualify from the FLW. Oh, for they sure. tend to stick around. They don't go nowhere. You know, mm-hmm. they tend to be hammers. And that's exactly what that... Um, did to me and there's there's a couple of pivotal guys like justin lucas and stuff that were real good you know came up through them ranks and said this yeah. is going to be the best thing for you and it was my first year was super humbling you know i, th- I thought it would be easier than it was and it definitely yeah. was really tough and then um you know just kind of always fished opens as many as i could through that because that was the goal but at the same time there's a lot of credentials and and stuff you can learn just mm-hmm. fishing every day being on the water so uh that was probably the biggest thing but. Them yeah. opens are a grind, like a real uh, true yeah. grind to get to to get to the top.
0: Yeah, I mean you have two hundred and twenty-five boats. I mean, they're filling pretty much every event now. Oh, yeah. Two hundred and twenty-five boats, plus a co angler. Mm-hmm. And some of those guys have been there for two weeks. The lakes get pounded on, and they're so competitive that you really it's nearly impossible to have a bad event no. and and be able to qualify. No. So you have to do it over, you know, the course of an entire year, and only if you're just fishing one division, you have three events, and you can't have a bad one. No, like you said, the year you qualified, you got a third, seventh, and a forty-fourth. Third, seventh, forty-fourth. Yeah, barely. Forty-fourth
1: at the first one. I knew right now and then and yeah. there that I need two top tens. Yeah, and that was the only Dang. one of the only years that only fish <laughs> just the one that I could only make it work with the schedule to work to fish just that Southern Open yeah. series.
0: Isn't that crazy? That like. You fished so many of them, and then the one year that you were only able to fish one series, you made it.
1: Yeah, I stopped asking questions like that. It's just weird how things work out. Yeah. But if, if you put your best foot forward, it will always work out if you just are willing to. You just can't have a, you can't have it set in your mind how you think you want it to work out. You just got to kind of Yeah.
0: Let, you think let, let, You think that that down. had something to do with the fact that you knew, like, I, I have these three events. I don't have nine. I have these three so it it was like you were able to just zero in on your focus more
1: yeah it did and and i had made a con like a a true effort that i I, not no trash we no nothing i wasn't gonna fish the pro circuit anymore after that and there's a lot of reasons why um i i didn't there was it was a tough time there was a changing of the guard there so it wasn't the same flw tour uh, stuff like that anymore. I watched one of my best friends just win the A.O.I. in the uh, Bassmaster Elites. I've watched my other friends from Minnesota and stuff have success and 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 make it. And just knew that I was starving myself of that overall goal. And I think that had a lot more to do with it than anything. I've I've nothing's ever ever come easy for me. But when my back's against the wall, I seem to always figure out a way to to get something. And for the first time, there it wasn't like oh there'll be a next year. There'll be a next year. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like backs against the wall. We gotta get in. Yeah, you know, do or die. And, and and I've had so many close tournaments now. You know, I haven't won one yet, but took mm-hmm. second at Rayburn and that was just a slugfest of talent at that mm-hmm. lake and I did it my way and I put in the time and then, you know, Douglas Lake, I came really close. Everyone's fishing the bank. I went offshore yep. and just did my thing. And so I, I, I you build confidence with For those sure. things. And once you start building that you start realizing that this is a more tangible goal than even I'm my own worst enemy at the end of the day. Like, I'm the yeah. one that beats myself up the most, you know. So at the end of the day, yeah, you just start building that confidence. And I just knew that will I ever win a classic, make a classic, win a blue trophy? I don't know. I'm going to work my butt off for it. But at the same time, like, the biggest goal was to make the Elite Series. Mm-hmm. And you can hang a hat on that. Like I like I said, Al Lindner, I, I want a, I want a fishing show. You know, I, that's what I want. That's what yeah. I've always wanted to do was to teach people fishing and do that, but I need to have credentials. People need to l- want to listen to me, yeah, and the only way yeah. they're going to listen to you if you're competitive. Yeah. And um, yeah, so you know, it's all kind of coming together, full full circle. But like, like I said, now it's a whole new, different set of goals once you once you get to the top. Yeah. You know.
2: It's interesting too hearing a little bit of that story and just like seeing how you can't put it together looking forward. But looking back, it kind of makes more sense. Like you saying, you weren't ready for the elites. Like you gained so many skills in that perseverance. Now you're here, you're prepped. You know, if you'd have made it year two, who knows, you might have burnt. And that would have been your last little bit. You know what I mean? Like you build all these skills, and how to travel, and what life on the road's like, and those kind of things. It's interesting, even Carl, like hearing his story, just the fact of like, he said the same thing. I wasn't ready. If I would have if I would have qualified my yeah. first bit, I was I wasn't even ready his first time. You know what I mean?
0: But the the one thing that's constant between pretty, nearly everybody's story is that at some point you had the Kahuna's to be like, all right, like, yeah, we're doing it. it. You know, yeah. and you you were blessed with an opportunity with BioVex that said, hey, like, Way we'll support go. you, and you're like, wow, that. I mean, you can't turn it down. Like, no, hey, here no. we go. Like, yeah, I'm gonna take. I want to gamble on this. If it doesn't work out, I'll go back to slinging Miller and Miller High Lifes. That's right.
1: And I think <laughs> that's, an, that, like, I think that's you know. another big point before we keep going on it is that I've never just been afraid to go back to guiding and bartending. I love it. Yeah. You know, I love yeah. restaurants as much as I like fishing. It's in my blood. It's what I've always done. And you still so guide just, now too, right? Oh, yeah. I'll never stop guiding. In the off-season, guiding. you still I, just, guide. I have such a good clientele of people, and I truly love guiding. And it was like, like last year, I wasn't having a good year. I wasn't too happy at the MLF, and things just weren't going my way. And, uh, you know, I was behind the eight ball a little bit with, like, you know, forward-facing sonar and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I just went back home, got back into guiding every single well, – not mm-hmm. got back in. I started my guiding season and just focused on the things that I was yeah. lacking on. And boom, it just – anytime you can get paid Certain money to be on the water, it's just gonna only going to make you – yeah. And then the relationships. And, and you have, you and have
0: so. a lot of repeat clients that Tons come up to yep. Mille Lacs and like, hey, yep. we're going to come. We're going to do our annual trip. Yep. I'm bring my boys, and we're going to go catch a bunch of smallmouth.
1: I put them on them, dude. I, 20 pounds a day is my thing. That's yeah. what, that's my deal. It ain't you got to catch a bass to pay me type deal. It's 20 pounds, dude. You didn't come to Mille and not catch yeah. 20 pounds. I think it's only been three times in my career so far that we haven't no put somebody on 20. Um, but I can guarantee a good time yeah that's the one thing i can guarantee is a good time when we're out there and they end up being friends hard to take their money at the end of the day (laughs) you know stuff like (laughs) that when they're out there but yeah guiding to me is is huge and i'll I'll guide when this is all said and done like just seems like the last night drink some coffee yeah i just like being out on the water you know and teaching people and when when i see them smile like i would smile out here on lake fort when i just put a six pounder in the box Uh like that's I don't know. There's just a lot to life, and that's kind of stuff super-duper
2: important. Hey, Josh, could you guarantee I could catch 20 pounds of smallmouth? <laughs> yes. That's a feat. That is I guarantee that, it. that is like I'll, a— I guarantee I might have
0: to pay for this guide fee just to see. It. Well, it. actually, I might not that. have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. it will bend the rules it'll be like, 20 pounds in the boat. You've caught you caught a four You always pounder. tried
1: to set the hook on 20 pounds <laughs> You name the time of year and I'll put you on
0: 20 pounds That's impressive We'll make sure it's during the spawn so you can see That's easy That's super. I'll just—that's
1: even easier I'll just look in the, at the vlogger the whole time Tell you when to set the hook yeah. Those are like the most guaranteed 20 yeah. pound days yeah. like, like I can have a guy that's 75 <laughs> years old Can't see nothing but he's catching 20 pounds He just doesn't know nothing until I'm like no, no, no,
2: no, 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 no! no. Yeah. And then he yeah. sets a hook Star and start reeling. Scoop it, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Oh man, is there a tournament you're looking forward to the most this year?
1: Um, yeah, honestly, Harris Chain, which I had the yeah. worst tournament so far, was the one I generally do really well at. Um, I think that's been one of the bigger adjustments to the elites is just trying to like you got to catch them every day. Like I had 12 yeah. pounds a day and rode that to an 81. 81st place finish and in every other tournament there 12 pounds a day gets you paid you yeah. know but there's just a sheer number of boats and now when we're running 90 90 uh, anglers like you gotta catch them you gotta mm-hmm. catch them because there's open water there's spots to be even though in that tournament i swear i was around 30 dudes the entire time <laughs> in that one but yeah at the same time that one i was and in, in Oahu i've never been but i'm looking forward to Oahu because it's just a, a new venue um I generally be looking really forward to the St. Lawrence, but this is like your guys' playground, and I've only been there once, so I got a lot of catching up to do. Um, but at the same time, anytime I'm around a smallmouth, I feel good. Fort Pickwick offshore tournaments are uh, yeah, definitely yeah. my strong suit. I love crawling around and using my graphs and just yeah. finding sweet spots.
0: And that's you have good good history of ledge events. Yeah, I like yeah. I
1: like whether Oregon. it's opens
0: or FLW two or all yep. that. You're you've always had good. Tennessee River ledge fishing yep. events. I think a lot of that comes from, like, your your teaching aspect? Yeah. Because you work a lot. Like, you go around and you travel and you do Navionic seminars and all kinds of stuff yeah. that you do. You think that, like, the just the study of doing all those seminars and teaching and everything just helps you understand that offshore aspect of it more
1: yeah definitely i mean there's a a couple different ways i want to look for them offshore i love making a big lake small Mm -hmm. and make my cast to a couple casts i don't generally excel well if it's just a catch five try to go down the bank and yeah do your thing to catch five That generally doesn't sit sit too well with me if i can get offshore with them spend time looking for them i'd much rather cast a 20 of them than one and um and at the same time, you know, Malax is, is a boulder lake, it's a rock lake, it's rocks are power on that lake. If, yeah. if I go out, you know, my off day consists of really pissing everybody off because I just idle <laughs> all day long. And people will be texting me, like, you're going to stop? You're going to stop fishing anything? You know, yeah. like, but that's, you know, you don't want to do that. You're just kind of, God forbid, you stop and actually fish for them, you know. Yeah. But it's just looking for... Stop signs. And so whether it's a brush pile lake, I love finding people's brush piles. I have no idea how to make one, plant one, nothing, but I'm really good at sniffing them out.
0: pontoon boat with a big old giant hook on the
1: front. And uh, I I just like that. And and offshore, turn my graph sign. And, yeah, I looked at Navionics mapping and contour a lot in my life. So it's like just things just kind of pop up. But, you know, you and I talked about it just in general mapping. I don't care what map you're running. That's really what people need to be given a lot of love to because you are guessing you're strictly yeah. guessing once you're offshore once you're not looking at the bank and what your targets are yeah. you're guessing i know if, if you don't have a map
0: i'm the biggest a- believer that maps like and especially I mean, like paper maps are cool but having contour lines you know whether it's Lake master whatever navionics whatever you're running it has to be good accurate mapping if you have good accurate mapping then it, it's amazing how quickly you can break down a body of water. If you understand the general principles of a bass, like Kyle would still be lost.
2: Honestly, Me going around, out and but. trying to find fish at our home lake. And I just <laughs> see Brandon go catch them. It's so easy. I went out on my own. And I was like, Oh, I wonder if I can find more fish. Are. I was miserable out there, <laughs> like trying to like catch a bat. Like, it didn't even make sense. I was like, "Oh yeah, points, uh, ledges, steep breaks." Like I'm just like looking nothing. Hitting I think all I caught the buzzwords. Yeah, I yeah, just. Oh, he knows all. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's 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 interesting to see how difficult it is to find fish. Yeah. Like finding fish is part. the keyest. That's the that's that's what makes yeah. you breaks you. But yeah. if you didn't, if you don't have that
0: mapping, and that and that's the point is that. You can have all the forward-facing sonar, Mega 360, side imaging, down imaging, all that. If you don't know where to go apply it, what good is it? You know, like, it would 100%. take you forever to go find, like, the little subtle points. Like, the one that you and me were sharing on Fork. Well, I say sharing. The one that you had all of Fork, and I finally got a fish on day four. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. You we were, were like, the nicest of all the people that <laughs> came in. I will give them that. He was the nicest of all of them that came in.
0: But... uh like, that's not an r- obvious place. It's not no. a place you can look at the bank and be like, oh, look at this giant point coming off the bank. I'm going to just go start idling around. It's on a straight, flat-nothing bank yep. that happens to have an underwater little flat and hard spot, and someone jumped, dumped a giant brush pile on it. But couple that, of them. Yeah, a couple yeah, of them. They feed it. Yeah. And so that, but, like, you wouldn't be able to find those places if you didn't have the mapping and the contour lines and no the, way those contour lines are the bass highways that's how they travel back and forth i mean it's just it's no different like deer and elk and all that like they travel yep. based on the contour lines of mother nature and so i just think that that's like it's, it's such a a key thing but everything in bass fishing if or really any competitive sport, but like the more things that you can make that are just habit or become second nature, where you don't have to take like capacity of your brain to think about it, I feel like just opens up more. And the fact that you spent so much time studying maps and just having that understanding of that process is what allows you to, you know, be good offshore or have yeah, the confidence definitely. to go offshore. Cause you're like, yeah, this is just like everyday deal. You don't even have to think about it. You just look at it and you're like, yeah, that should be a good spot because of the time of year and the conditions and everything. Right.
1: And c- confidence. I mean, just confidence is always going to be your strongest thing in your yeah. tackle box at the end of the day. So just whatever you start building confidence on. And you, that spot you talk about, like that just shows the progression of a tournament. Never been to Lake Fork knew I wanted to stay offshore. It was five and a half feet low. So I figured, you know, a lot of the shallow stuff was going to be burnt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shad spawn still going on, but not like what I've seen watching live and stuff when you guys were there in previous years. So I just said, you know, this is where I'm going to have my best shot. And I started on the big long points, the easy ones, you know, and, and quickly figured out one, they weren't quite there in the numbers that they needed to be, and mm-hmm. I'd hope that they kept showing. And two, you figure out pretty quick what's community when you're idling something for so long yeah. and you watch six different people stop and idle it. You're like, okay, that's <laughs> going to be, you know, I'm going to have <laughs> a lot. And that spot, you know, I was avoiding points that had a lot of timber on them. Yeah. You know, I did, I, it was just, you know, I'd come up to one, bang, kind of veer away from it and go back out on the stuff that I yeah. more wanted to fish. I don't generally like to fish in the timber like that you lose a lot of crankbaits so it's mm-hmm. sloppy fishing but then by day three of practice you know I've, forks not big yeah i was running out of stuff and i was only really getting bites on that real offshore stuff like right before dark right away in yeah. the morning it's crazy yeah how much oh they, 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 they make you feel great And six at, at like on. yeah 6 30 p.m i'm like i'm gonna win this tournament but then <laughs> yeah. then, then i go until three <laughs> o'clock the next day and not get a bite on it yeah. you know? like okay well i'd have to check in today but just the kind of the progression of checking things off the list. And then then I started kind of poking around at some of that stuff. And, and I got lucky, too. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think in, in a lot of other years, I'd be hitting a lot more wood trying to learn those yeah. areas and get frustrated, you know. And you can't you can't idle it the way you want to idle it. And you, and right now, with it being low, you can, as long as it's not, you don't hit the stuff sticking out of the water. Yeah. There's really can, not
0: that much. No, you can kind of like...
1: idle right through. And I found that spot, and I caught like a six or seven pounder there. And yeah. then and then I'm sitting there fishing. And I watch two big gizzard shad go <laughs> across yeah. the surface. I was like, "Oh!" And that tipped me off to a anu- you know, to start looking at those same same deals. And I yeah. found another one. And you know, then I started getting excited because now I feel like I'm onto the where the crappie guys are putting their piles and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm like, but even the pile, I didn't actually catch them out of it. I couldn't. No, like it's, it just a bait, or it's just rats It's just a bait feeder. Yeah. Is all and, that is. and those fish were still in. You know, I think where that spot is, there was a really really. You know, in previous years, they did really well shad spawning in that area. Yeah. And those fish were just kind of off of that yep. break and then on their way out. So it's just kind of a kind – of, and to save my butt. And that's the thing about offshore fishing that I like. You, you collect waypoints as the tournament goes. Is mm-hmm. I don't generally want to jump around a bunch in practice. Um, if I can – you know, the way I look at it is that first day, I didn't really get a lot done, but I covered a lot of water. And, you know, you collect two or three waypoints, and then the next day you collect yep. four or five waypoints, and then that third day you're starting to feel it, and you're yeah. you finding better ones. Next thing you know, you got 15 or 20 spots to fish, and yep. that's going to generally do you pretty good yep. if you can do that.
0: That's almost exactly what I did. Yeah. But it, it, what was crazy is—
1: Just a little better than me,
0: right? <laughs> well, yeah. I <guess. laughs> that just happened—the schools that I had just happened to stay. But I felt like I found, uh, like, seven places maybe— but I found nearly every single one of them after 6 o'clock. Yeah. you know, It was like you just you found one or two on the first day, found a couple more on the second day, and a couple more on the third day. But it was like after 5, 6 o'clock, they would just show up. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, there they are, and you'd catch them. The crazy part was is that that wasn't just an offshore deal. Right? You'd yeah. be, like, talking to Carl, and he'd be like, oh, my gosh, the flipping bite's insane. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, it didn't matter what you did after 6 o'clock. They just bit. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the weights would have been even higher if we would have fished, like, started at 9 That's and fish till 7 or something or started at 10. Making, seven. like,
1: 7 p.m. calls and Yeah, stuff would have been awesome.
0: Oh, my gosh. You would have crushed I mean, probably it. probably do weight. it in
1: this, venue, in this type, of event, that type of a venue. Oh, we would, for would sure. Go. I mean, we're all, we know our weights when we come in, yeah. once we get in.
0: I've always know. wanted them to go to, like, night weigh-ins mm-hmm. with fireworks and concerts and That'd just, like, cool. every way in A good one at, for this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's kind of what it used to be, right? The TTBC. Did you ever fish TTBC? No. Gosh, that was such a fun event. It was, like, my favorite one because it, then it was no points. Yeah. No entry fee. Lo- yeah. No points. Slugfest. Catch you just, just don't worry about yeah, nothing. you like, like catch let's big just ones. go yep. catch them. You could go to the concerts at night because there weren't points involved so you're like man if i'm a little bit tired tomorrow i'm just gonna go have fun and just try to catch them like it wasn't there wasn't any stress to it it was just fun fishing yeah um i wish they'd bring that back or or at least like have an event like did they
2: did they start late you say too like they'd start at nine and go no no we we still started
0: earlier but they like you'd have the weigh-in and then there was concerts after the weigh-in so they'd have Uh like Three, you know Three different bands That have a couple of openers And then oh, like a cool. headliner It'd be like yeah, Little to Big get,
1: Town or actually have to get Lee To get Whiskey Myers To show up for Oh a, dude, dude That'd such here. a trip Oh on. I'd be there I'd be all about yeah. it Yeah And so I'd be alright cool. With a 9 or 10 o'clock start The next day that'd yeah. Be, yeah That'd be fun <laughs> 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 I mean
0: I, Let's start it Let's, let's, let's get, start an let's event Let's get bass well, on that Yeah,
1: It was what it was light at 5.30 And we didn't go till 7 anyway So you kind of missed that Right away in the morning But anyways May as well What's the difference Between 9 or 7 Yeah that would be cool. Sleep. Yeah. Plus, we get the guides off the water halfway, which I do want to say they were, I've always heard, not, not horror stories or nothing, but just always, you know, it's a very competitive lake. And I'm a guide, I get it. Yeah. They're making money in their day. And I always say to people on the water when they're like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to get in your way, like, your day is as important as mine, man. You're just, we're all out here yeah. fishing. You get one day and two weeks to go fish, you know, mm-hmm. get after them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The guides, the guy, guide, everyone I thought gave us a tremendous, at least anywhere I was I fishing. They're awesome. Don't we, yeah. I Basically. got in a few little little arguments with anglers of course but not, nothing <laughs> like uh just little didn't see it my point of view type of way but uh yeah. but the guides and, and the locals I thought were awesome and then watching them chase Lee around was, yeah. ho- was honestly breathtaking it was pretty, pretty it was one
0: of the it was actually one of the better tournaments that I could remember as far as like that from that aspect right of not having that many local people on the water or you know they were there yeah, But not many were fishing, you know, or they just kind of fish random stuff here and there. Um, but I never had someone like where I'd show back up to a place and a guy no. that was watching me was there or anything. And, and I felt like a lot of the guides didn't book trips I did during our event. You know, I mean, there were a few guys and I get that. But I felt like a lot of them made a conscious effort to not yep. book trips, which, I mean, my hat's off to them for doing that because that's money out of their pocket that you know they're doing so for i sure. have a lot of
2: respect for that during a good time of year yeah yep. and yeah and it does sure. it, but it does do like good publicity for their lake too in a way you know what i mean oh, like if everybody's oh, smashing sure. them keeps like yeah. them busy it yeah. keeps people coming back to the lake which makes sense yeah
0: the more we're catching them putting it out there the more it's people want to well, come yeah, here on that. Yeah. yeah they're gonna hire those guys yep
2: and good come. thing.
1: There's so many camera crews and stuff now too that you can people are hiring the guides to be camera boats and stuff like that. I know yeah. oh, yeah. out there. So there's good yeah. cool work to be getting in on true, out there yeah. without getting everyone's hair. But yeah, I I I don't know. I just always like Texas. I think Texas lives and breathes bass fishing and yeah. we're on the That's right sweet. side for them. I mean
0: some some people say like this is where it actually started.
1: I'd say that. Like
0: East yeah. Texas. Yeah. Rayburn stuff, if you go back in the history of it, like some of the very first bass tournaments before like BASS was even a thing. Some of the the first stuff was like East Texas. Yeah. Texas is
2: just a cool place in general. It is. Like I think I I relate to a lot of like the outdoor scene with Texas is cool. Like, everything. Like, it's a part of the culture. It's got some west to it,
1: too. Like, my dad lived in Colorado, so I spend a lot of time out west. I know you guys Mm -hmm. are out west. It's just got a little bit of a—it's a huge state, obviously. And and even western Texas is pretty west, but it's it's got some cowboy to it. It's got some uh, a lot of cowboy to it. Yeah. (laughs) And
2: it's open. It's, like, it's a very open—like, there's—you don't feel like you're next door to everybody. Like, in a lot of the cities and stuff, it's, like, there's a lot of wild, open land. Yep. Yeah, I mean— should
0: be right, everything's yeah. bigger in Texas, yeah should True. be a bunch of except for all the bass like... I catch
2: I don't think I've caught ca- I did catch a I did catch one bass I did I know I had like a one and a half pounder we're gonna have to go against and get redemption. It's pretty nice
0: outside today it is nice. beautiful yeah, but you're going to shoot content today, right, yep, you you're gonna go yep. shoot content um, which is probably has that been from a sponsor aspect has that been like your I guess like your little stronghold or like something that you felt like separated you
1: oh for sure you know
0: it that gave you value before you had elite series credentials or anything like yeah you definitely. were able to provide value and stuff that they those sponsors needed
1: and, and a lot of that you know we talked I, t- I talked about how you know i was gonna uh leave the pro circuit just wasn't yeah. too happy wasn't performing there anymore and uh and a lot of it goes with you know your mental health. How, how uh-huh. happy are you being there and stuff for like sure. that, and does it and all that? And uh, so I kind of had you know they, it came with a ton of confidence. You know I mm-hmm. I asked told my sponsors basically you know I want to I got so many years to do this. I want to put all I'm going to have big big yeah. days on the water coming up. I want to do it with a bass logo yeah. on so that it, it counts and, and uh, gamble for me. It. You know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and they were backed me a hundred percent and didn't care what I was fishing. Didn't none of that. Just kept doing. So that that's big and it's a feather in the cap and it is something that I work really hard on because again that is the end game you know I want to show whether you know I don't know if that's a necessarily tv show anymore but like uh Mm -hmm. um, you know I grew up watching the Hank Parkers and the Bill Dances and Roland and just all that and that was to me what a pro bass fisherman was and I'd watch the you know the Bassmaster top 100s top 150s all that kind of stuff but uh, you know, that is that is the end game. So, yeah, you know, doing that. And, and another thing is I don't care if you're BP himself, you know what I mean? Like, you're only worth something if you're selling product, you're putting stuff out there. And I just found that it's so much easier on me mm-hmm. if I'm using products that I truly believe in and oh, want to throw. Sure. And, yeah. and then it's easy. Then you're out there having fun. But there's nothing worse than when you – seriously, There's nothing worse when you got to go out there and try to force something.
2: You're, like, shielding. Well, yeah, Yeah. because then you're a used car salesman. You
1: are, and it'll show. It'll show. And the sponsors, you lose—you know, you won't start performing with your sponsors, and you'll end up switching out sponsors a lot and stuff like that. And so I just always was like, fishing's my passion. I'm not going to let nobody take that from me. Mm -hmm. So for me, you know— the equipment that I use is what I wanted to use, you know, since I was a yeah. kid and had that dream of being an elite series angle. I think that's the coolest part to me is just, you know, like I don't want to, we have competitive products and stuff like that, but still, okay. just to be able to have, yeah, just
0: you can say whatever on this podcast is not right, like, just like this is an unsponsored podcast, okay, you know, just to, <laughs> this just, is a fr- this is like my free form, right? Where like, there's no. Yeah, there's no. But you know, there's relations.
1: a ton of good rod and reel companies out there. But if you look at the legacy of a company like G Loomis or something like that, and to sport yeah. their logo, to have my photo up at ICAST.
0: I yeah, mean, I mean, Loomis just, was originally a Northwest company. I
1: think they made a lot I mean, of these like. companies step up their game yeah. and, and stuff like that to get the product that we yeah. all have to use today. So, yeah, so so much of it is um, is awesome, and that just. Like, like I said, I just, I don't know. I try not to put the cart in front of the horse too much and, and at the same time. But once you get here now, it's all, you know, it's all about big
0: blue.
1: I got <laughs> to get me one of those. And yeah. once I get one, I'm sure then I need to get another one and an AOI and all that kind of stuff. But, um, well,
0: yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that it, um, the goal seems like a tangible prod, product, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's the blue trophy. But the blue trophy is not actually the thing you're chasing. No, it's not the physical hardware that you're chasing. It's the it's the feeling that comes with that. That it, it, that, that is what you're chasing. That is also why that when you do capture it, it only elevates you wanting to get another one that much more because now you felt that feeling. Your body and your brain says, "Wow, that was awesome," and then the only way to fill that is to do it again. Right? That's like you like become this addict of, of winning, and it's and a it's good those, drug. yeah, it's, a it's good those drug. feelings yep. and those moments that are become the driving force. There just happens to be this physical representation of it that everyone can relate to, but it's not actually that trophy, like. That trophy has the same meaning whether it's sitting on the floor or whether it's sitting up on a right. shelf with it, a shining light on it is,
2: is the feeling like more of like just the understanding that you you bested the best kind of deal like is it like you know what i mean like you've 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 beat some of the best guys in the world fishing that
0: there's, week. There's a little bit of that, but i think i' don't, I don't know how many I've watched now in a row, but I've seen like every single guy win an elite series trophy yep. the last couple of years. The coolest thing for me, I think, is that yeah, you you beat the best of the best that week, but it's the culmination of all of the years that happen in that one moment right? so like yeah. for Josh, when Josh wins a blue trophy, it's not that that week, right? It's not the build up from Monday of practice to Sunday of the end of the event. it's. 20 30 years of daylight to dark i mean you're talking tens of thousands of hours of time on the water and like all of these struggles and dumping your penny jar out and counting 600 dollars in it (laughs) and like you know it's like and so it ends up being all of these moments and all of this emotion good and bad and indifferent that build up and then it all explodes in that one
2: moment Yeah.
0: You know, and so it, like that moment becomes the culmination of all of your struggles and things that happen, and then it's like it almost validates those struggles. Yeah, like, and like yeah, I did sure. it for a You lift yeah. this blue trophy, and so like that's the physical thing, but the feeling of lifting that blue trophy is kind of based off of all of that struggle and like all of the things that get you to that point.
2: Yeah,
0: it's like all the the things that lead up and, like, the more struggle you've had, like, the more time that you've had building up to that, the more that means. That's and that's yeah. why you see grown men cry on stage. Yeah. Is because it, it's it, too easy. if it Is was just, just yeah. a week, like, if you just showed up, showed up for a week, you're like, yeah, I've been fishing, bass fishing for a week and won a trophy, it wouldn't be that much emotion. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I can I can vouch for that. I, I, I haven't won one yet, but, uh, you know, I had, I had plenty of top tens and opens. I had, uh, you know, top ten to Force Wood Cup. FLW stuff, mm-hmm. top tens, third place. I, you know, had a chances to. Well, I never had a chance to beat Lambert at Kentucky Lake, you know, <laughs> lap in the field, but still, third place was like a big one. You know, yeah. you like take him out of the field, and I had a chance to to do it, but it, it wasn't until 2020 when we came back from the COVID break and uh, uh, Messayuki beat me at Rayburn, mm-hmm. last guy up. And yeah. I think, and you know, the English, the language barrier was there, so we didn't quite think. He, you know, he was no, no, no to everything. Yeah, yeah. And he just didn't quite know what I was saying at the time. And me and him are super tight. You know, uh, he bet, definitely he won that tournament. But <laughs> I got to taste it for like a second. Even yeah. Chris Bo thought like, it was over because yeah, he was like, heck you on me. Like, chance, like, I it. thought I was snatching a trophy and going to the, the classic. The classic. And yeah. none of my other events, I don't want to take nothing away from them all because they all meant a lot at the time and stuff, but nothing meant like what that felt like Uh like i put on a a good face and i clapped but i bawled my eyes out when i got in my truck you know what i mean like bawled my absolute eyes out and then because you were that close yeah Yeah. and then we had we had florida and then we had douglas where dice k won and uh like i had a chance there you know i was running around thinking man one more bite one more bite i'm gonna win it and Mm -hmm. and uh and it was just all of a sudden everything kind of my brain changed it was like no, this this is like I have to feel this. This is what I this is what I need to do. And yeah, yeah. the best thing in the feel, of course, that yeah. that comes with it. But I'm also the type of guy too that maybe this holds me back sometimes. I'm a true like it ain't no fun if the homies ain't getting none type of person. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. generally will be one of the first people to congratulate you. Like I just don't ever think anyone else's success is gonna slow me down yeah. of mine. You know, like I'll no. get mine, And you know how good it feels when somebody you don't generally talk to all that often comes up and gives you a attaboy or something like yeah, that. At the end yeah. And you're just like,
2: or somebody you've looked up to for. You've earned that respect.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I think it's just respect at the end of the day. And I said, I want to do a lot in the sport and I'm going to. But at the same time, if, you know, if in the end, if somebody's like, you know, Josh is a good dude and a good fisherman, I think that's all I really need at the end of the day to feel like I've yeah, done what I wanted to do.
0: What's it been like to see fighters like trajectory? Because you knew Seth way before he was.
1: It was never a question. Seth Fighter, he is In all is honesty, now. it was never a question.
0: Yeah. Um, and that's what everyone from Minnesota says. Yeah, right? Yeah, no, like, no, no. We no. saw that kid and we're like, yep, he's going to make it. Crazy He's going to crush him. He just had to get it on his own. We need to get him on here, too.
1: Yeah, he'd be a good one. He'd be, just need to take a couple dart breaks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, he, he, dude, uh, I want to smoke a dart with yeah, Greg Seth you, on right? podcast. <laughs> no, Seth, Seth uh, dude, Seth, Seth was, is the one in Minnesota. And it's, it's funny, playing hockey my whole life, I played against yeah. guys that went on to play NHL it was just a different caliber, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you just could just a, see like, they'd, it. like they'd like they'd sit him halfway through the second period and they'd already have six goals type of stuff. Yeah. like you're just like,, you know these guys are good. and fighters just always that way, and he's a he's a fishing rat. he fished yeah, everything yeah. and anything and just collected trophies and that's what he did. and um um it was so it was never never a question whether seth, seth would make it. It's honestly more of a relief to see him win the aOI He's like. Good. All right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, okay, yeah. good. He is that damn good because it felt like he was that good. And yeah. Every now and then, you know, I'd have my tournament against him more often than not. He'd have his and chasing his coattails around, yeah. but he's super duper talented uh, of an angler. Seth does it his way, which yeah. is one thing I think is is pretty, you know, admiring of him. And, uh, but yeah, I know it's been, it's been super cool. And like, like I said, it's just something nobody ever, I don't think we really... We really questioned, and and for us both, essentially starting the opens at the same time, you know, his trajectory yeah. went up right away. It only took him a couple years to get in, but
0: he probably questioned himself more than anybody.
1: Oh, for sure he did. Yeah, no, he's a very down to earth. I mean, he's got a yeah. persona about him and stuff like that, but he's way more calculated than he even wants anyone to believe that he is. And yeah, uh, and and um, and no, he definitely did. And I can remember even a couple, you know, serious heart to heart talks like his. Yeah, he You know, you know, he, after he was, the first
0: few years on oh, tour, like I just remember talking to him and then you read a lot of the articles and stuff now before that uh lacrosse event where he finished second
1: i think he was done
0: he he was yeah he was like
1: mentally but by the points wise i think he he was was kind of
0: on his way like out the door of like and i'm man like that that was my shot and like here we i'm just done
1: he, and he wouldn't even talk about it then like it was just like God, yeah it's my worst nightmare let's not talk about that you know what yeah. i mean and type stuff and but, but again it's it, a but lot it clicked of clicked th- yeah back against event. the wall does a lot to uh to an angler mm-hmm. to anybody in the sport and um you know he put the time in at the, at the river and not even a place he honestly knew all that well you know no. i know he fished more northern minnesota mid and we have pool four and five and yeah. so we fished quite a bit and um he went there and he got the job done, which then that per- it's just it so like funny how boosted. things fall into place is what yeah. you said. Yeah. Looking forward you can't see it. Looking back, you can see how the puzzle just turns into a pitcher. You know what yeah. I mean? And like he qualified or I mean he stayed. That qualified him for Malax, a term that he wasn't even supposed to be in. Yeah the first time everyone's going to Malax. Yeah. The dude could mow his lawn. He didn't need to go. Oh he didn't really. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He just it, and it, it just was, blows all of a sudden it becomes away. uh you know now it'd be a heck of a lot more competitive of a tournament than that first one was going to be yeah. just because and and then he blows that one out of the water he turns into fighter man and the yeah. confidence kept coming with the skill he already had and yeah no he's fighters the he's a very good fisherman yeah he's it's, great, it's good yeah. to see him become an angler of the year like i said it makes it like not necessarily tangible because you know like i have all, you know i always want to beat him that's just yeah. how it goes he wants to beat, him, beat <laughs> me right right that's we're all competitive but at the end of the day, I mean, the dude, I know he's got my back. He always shoots me yeah. straight, and he's taught me an immense. Again, another. There's just certain people in this world that are pivotal for you getting mm-hmm. there. And um, you know, Seth and I always kind of those. had that a uh, little bit of a bond, and he's just taught me just a lot of stuff. The real, the real yeah. deal that I was able to take and mm-hmm. have good tournaments. So
0: now, now uh, we'll flip the script okay. the other direction, and. He was actually our first guest. Oh old, yeah, old Chatfield. Yeah, oh, Chatfield. Chad's you boy. you've uh, you've mentored him a lot. Yeah, Chad you know, has because a- he's spent a lot of time. He traveled with mm-hmm. you. Um, I mean that's probably the the reason that I even know Chad is because he was traveling with you as a co angler when you were fishing a lot of, on the pro side of stuff. Yep. Yep.
1: Chad is uh Chad, first of all, to give respect respect to he's got a ton of good mentors. No. Oh, and yeah. it continues with you to this day. You know, he's got you, Lucas always looked out for him, me, and then before me, he's just a good Figgy. Dude. Yeah, Seth's tournament partner, Figgy. Yeah. Took him around and then even before all that when, you know, just some good Minnesota legends that just kinda and it's because he is such a good dude. He knows yeah. how to keep a secret. He's, he doesn't need to impress nobody by mm-hmm. um you know, he's not after he's not trying to hang out with you to get what you've, you know, to hang on to your coattails to get yeah, to certain Yeah, his place. good intention, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 he, and he, he's just an an absolute peach of an individual. But it's the way he works, the way he, like, sees things and mm-hmm. works to make things go. And he, he, like me, you know, a lot of people don't know because he broke every Bassmaster Coangler record, I think, that there yeah. is, like— 9 of 10. I mean, I'm butchering this, but like 9 of 10, top 10. Oh, but he went on a crazy roll. That's just, it would be insane to do. I don't yeah. even think the Vandy Hammer himself could pull that one off. <laughs> no, uh, but no. he went like his first, seven, he went his first 7 or 8 tournaments not getting paid. Yeah. And, no and I could see it, you know, and yeah. I never, I was able to roll around like on, you know, uh, Navionics. I had to stop and do... Visits at Bass Pros and Cabela's and dealers, uh-huh. and so that kept gas in my truck. So Chad just kind of piggybacked on that, and every now and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd look down and there'd be a twenty dollar bill sitting in the, in the thing, and that was uh, good enough for me, you yeah. know. But he gave me somebody to hang out with because at the time Bree, wasn't Bree wasn't traveling. around. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, and then even then he joined, uh, joined the FLW tour, and he technically mm-hmm. made the FLW tour as a co angler, and just couldn't get the means. I think his yeah. heart was more on the bass side, and he was going to tackle the the opens as a pro and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think he even top 10 his first one as a pro. Yeah. I th- if I'm not mistaken, a like Toledo bend or something yeah. like that. So he's just an incredible, incredible one. He's like a, a little brother to me in, in all reality. I know he's like a son to Brie, Brie feeds him yep. and make sure they talk hair products all the time. <laughs> all <laughs> he that. does but have I a go, nice oh, flow.
0: Oh, he's got some flow. I'm jealous of he? that. Oh I yeah. I was not blessed with the good hair genes No,
1: at all. Me either. Facial. He yeah, he can't touch the beard. No, <laughs> he, no. Looks, he looks a little squiggly. There's something to be just...
0: said for that. It's like it falls off the top of your head. The lands girl's down on. here. Yeah. Big, you
1: turn into a man. Is what yeah. happened. Chad's yeah. Still, Chad's maybe, still working it. Maybe if your hair she, keeps he's falling he's off top of, of head.
2: your head, Kyle, your might beard will get, keep I might eventually get a full beard. Yeah, I got the stash. I can I can hold a stash down, but the the you rest can. of it's just kind of pathetic. Yeah, we'll you, get there. You got a good
0: like down on the the middle, just patchy, the middle part. But you can't even grow. I look grow. at you guys
2: and I'm just like, dude, how does that happen? <laughs> you
0: well, just I'm going to just
2: long enough and never shave it. And then eventually, <laughs> you're like, oh, wow, it kind of came in in spots.
0: <laughs> Filled right in. You just grow your mustache long enough. It covers up your little gaps on the sides. Go
2: Sam Elliott mustache. Yeah, you, you'd yeah.
1: have a good, you've kind of rocked that little look before. Yeah. If I remember right. Just kinda go the, stash. The, the artist look. Just straight. The
0: straight artist look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did. The hip.
2: Little hipster little <laughs> artist. Little roll it. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, uh, like kind of like Brandon talking about Chad in that sense, like how does that mentor, what does that mean to you to kind of like help Chad in that understanding? I'm sure he has, like he has a ton of mentors, but like helping people helping grow the sport, not just Chad, but helping like, show other people that route that is possible like just yep. from up north it's not as it's big but it's not as big but to grow that understanding that hey it is possible you can do this this is how you do it you're kind of like establishing the playbook how does that feel to you
1: yeah oh it's it's huge and and giving and it's a give and take well I'm a big rap fan right mm-hmm. so I just learned like you watch guys like Rick Ross do songs with 21 year olds and they keep each other relevant they Yeah. keep each other on the time stuff like that and it's yeah. just so important. <laughs> To be learning, I've always said if you stop learning, you're dying, and that goes for us most importantly. Because when you're 20, Mm -hmm. you're just a sponge for information, you know, and it's easy to get caught in what has worked and expect that to always work, and then it doesn't, and then you don't want to adjust as much. And so, just giving, you know, we said earlier, like my offshore stuff. It's so funny when I think about it. I moved to Tennessee. I moved to Tennessee to learn how to fish the Tennessee River because I knew every year we're gonna have events there as I grew in the sport. Yeah. And just the teachers I had then that taught me how to, how to fish ledges, mm-hmm. you know, that I wouldn't have known that they helped my learning curve all the faster And the same, like guys like John Garrett, um, mm-hmm. hugely instru- like taught me a lot. And that was the good thing about the opens was it's a pretty much, you can be an open book and talk to each other and stuff yeah. like that. And you build a a little group of, of individuals. But yeah, being able to, you know, look mentor Chad, but dude, he was just as like yeah. he never swears. He's like the goodest yeah. the goodest yeah. that's not a word. The best <laughs> so like he was probably better influence on me than I was on him. But then you know, I'd prick his brain. We'd have a twenty hour drive back home be like, oh you drew Brandon, what'd you guys do? <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. like all that. But you know, one thing, if I have any regret in my in my nine years, I wish I would have given the the opens a co-angler run, the first
0: couple. Right. I was so anxious to, to like build to that. Go, yeah. Just like, like build that groundwork a little bit more. Yeah.
1: And watching Chad kind of break it down and listening to him after tournaments. And, not, you know, he got to see people have great days. Mm-hmm. And then he got to see people have terrible days. He got to see mm-hmm. people make good adjustments. He got to see people make bad mm-hmm. adjustments. And how and that handled, he got to watch people melt down. It's only noon. Yeah. Like, you know how mm-hmm. many times from noon to three o'clock my tournament came together?
0: Oh, yeah. that all the so time. That was so much.
1: I've, I've lived by that. You're your last cast is important as your first one. You yeah. know, we all get there and everything's right on the first one. You're, walk, you're feeling your crankbait, everything you're trying to do it. As the demons start to creep in your brain, next thing you know, you're not even actually fishing the bait the way you're supposed to. No, you're to. just going you're through just, the motions. You're just going through motions and trying to make it happen. You're thinking yeah. about what you're going to say on stage, yeah. you know, to, to make it pain not as bad. So I got to see Ch- Chad go through them processes, and, he, and luckily for me, I got to learn through him during that of what was working, what wasn't working, stuff like that. So I think it was a, a good w- way both, but it's just a, it would just be a matter of time before. Uh, yeah. And I want him here, too, because he's like, oh, he's, I, I trust shit. a few people in the world, but I trust Chad with my life, and he's yeah. just yeah. one that I, you know.
0: He'd be such a good one to have on the elites. Oh, he's. Oh, he and is. he'll make it eventually. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, and that's that's what kept me going was guys like mm. you, I mean, Jeff Creed. I remember all of them telling me, just keep going keep going and you'll get in and even when you feel like man this is just getting more hard impossible Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff and it's just it's gonna happen and then it does and it's like I think that again that just brings confidence that I can win blue trophies I can make a run at AOI I can definitely make a classic you know
0: you can pick guys out pretty quick and Mm -hmm. just look and like if they got it or they don't have it yeah you know I mean you can definitely see whether it's a mental thing or just a Your natural talent, fishing thing, you can pick out guys pretty quick. I I wish I
1: had the natural. I have the natural ability to absolutely love fishing more than anything in the world. Yeah, that's what I think it is. I think it's like
2: obsessiveness. Like I have to. You have you like that's what I see like a little bit, and I'm not like huge into the world of understanding it, but like you have guys that are obsessed with it, like the actual fishing side of it, and then you have guys that are obsessed with the thought of what it is to be a pro, Mm -hmm. like. Like you guys, you guys will go fish today, probably. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, you guys are gonna, there's guys on there off days like, I don't wanna fish. Like, I don't even wanna go fish when it's like, something. yeah, yeah I, like you guys can't live without fishing. Like, that is your life. Yeah. And then there's guys that do it because they see the, the glamour of what it could be to pr- be a pro. Like, there's certain guys that have that, and there's certain guys that are just, I'm doing it for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know? And some, some just I've seen just can't
1: handle low times. Like yeah, just yeah. they can't they can't get through that, and I think for me, I had enough bad tournaments in my life to just know I'm just not afraid of a bad tournament anymore. Like well, it's a losing really game, truly not. Yeah, yeah, it is a losing game. It is, and you don't get graded necessarily always by your you know last tournament. I mean, you're, yeah. you're only as yeah. good as your last tournament, but it's the credentials you build along the way that yeah. um, you got to take tournament. those yep.
0: those small wins. Yeah. And know, if you're
1: like, not afraid, like you think Greg Haggin is afraid to take ninetieth. No, no, no. He's gonna go do his bite, and he's gonna catch him, yeah. and he's gonna. Do, he's not afraid of that. Yeah. Earlier in my career, I was a heck of a lot more. I was more afraid to fail than I was eager to succeed. If yeah. That makes any yeah. success at all. I was more. Yeah. And you it know, seems like
0: the same thing, but it's not.
1: It's not. Not at all.
0: Changes your thought process. Yep. That's yep. what I always say loving it's not enough. Yeah. Because like you get your teeth kicked in enough, you learn not to love
2: it. Well, yeah. That's well, a like you love easy. you love fishing,
0: yeah. But you have to physically and mentally not be able to live without it, yeah. Oh yeah. Because if you love it, you're gonna get your teeth kicked in enough times. Like you just you won't. Like you love not to you love, love, love
2: it. the fishing or you love tournament fishing. And of me? it. Because like, I feel like fishing, like you still you could have a bad it. day, and then like the same as like I go out and catch no fish with you and Carl catching tons of fish today. I still want to go out and fish because I'm like. There's a chance that I catch fish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Well, and there is a big competitive yeah. factor.
1: Yeah. We're all like you got to be extremely competitive to want to do to do this. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You got to want it.
0: You know? Yeah. Com- Bass fishermen are some of the most competitive people. Cutthroat action. Ever, because <laughs> it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. It could be a badminton tournament out there, and dudes Man. be breaking their ankles and kneecaps, yeah. trying yeah. to win at badminton.
1: All I hear you guys talking about is who's going to win in a wrestling match. Who's I just want to be Carl and everything. See, that's all. That's yeah. all it is. The It's bragging. You it's be... not even
2: like it's not even like it's just the fact <laughs> that you like bested somebody. You could just talk smack. That's the only reason. Yeah. Like you, know, not the only reason, but like you know what I mean. Like us wrestling or something like stupid. You just want to like. I don't know. There's just some like instinct in us that you would have just like talks back to your buddies. That's I'm gonna beat Matt up. Oh,
0: Matt! So I'm gonna wrestle Matt. You know it's about like that he's been
2: training. Yeah, he has been training, and
0: I'm still gonna whoop him.
2: <clears throat> Dude, I I'm not gonna underestimate that. I wouldn't under, under underestimate Matt.
0: I don't underestimate him, but I'm gonna. Was he a wrestler too? No. No, just uh. I'm just gonna
2: just a bar wrestler.
0: I'm just gonna double leg him right to the ground. You, you're
2: gonna have speed, but I think he's gonna underestimate you, or you're gonna have some underestimate us. I mean, he uh, has a
0: weight advantage, and he's strength. stronger than you think. Yeah, and he's probably in better. Oh, he's a working he's, man. Yeah, yeah. He has uh, probably better cardio than what you think, because he has been running. Been seeing the times he's been putting up.
1: Yeah, pretty good. It's not bad. Pretty impressive.
2: Who's, who would be the? For this is for both of you guys. Who would be the guy you wouldn't want to wrestle? Like just, just strictly wrestle who would be the I, guy that's that on
1: the elites that's easy nobody i'm a hockey player and we play <laughs> you, the same time okay. here. I don't roll around with dude's on the ground that's just we just fight them in the
2: fight well, when okay who our who, would, that's who would you who would you want to box or like a hockey fight with or who wouldn't you want to f- hockey fight with who would you be afraid to hockey fight with
1: lee Livesey looks like he's got a jaw that just doesn't oh. doesn't do nothing you know what Man, i mean it's and like, way
2: yeah, yeah. it's way up there <laughs> yeah way up
1: there yeah Keith Combs probably sure got a haymaker, haymaker and a half. What Taylor, about Caleb
2: was... Summerall? Oh
1: yeah, Caleb one. was scared.
2: Yeah. We were talking about this today. Caleb, Caleb would be the guy that I wouldn't want to go to. That'd be a that. good one. Yep. I think I don't. I wouldn't want to wrestle Prosnik.
0: Oh, oh no, yeah, if he got no. a, if he gets a hold of you with the little a big you're in big trouble. Yep. he's a big teddy a bear, bear, but if you're yeah, on but the it bad turned side, into a grizzly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Prosnick's
1: awesome, but I wouldn't want him to
2: get a hold of me with two hands. going would be not pretty sight. Yeah. No,
0: you shake his hand. You're like,
2: good. Dude, I saw him freaking barehand fish like (laughs) flipping a bit, just it's just like midair. Yeah, they just like dude like didn't stop. I was like, dude, that freaking dude just grab you and you'd be gone. Yeah. I wouldn't want to wrestle with him. Death grip. Just
1: Uh, yeah, that's a scary
2: deal. I'd be on his back. I'd look like uh
0: like one of those little like hitchhiker birds on the (laughs) Just holding on, trying to
1: like roll with the motions. Yeah.
0: Oh man. I'd look like a little leech. Swinging around back there But Oh well uh, Well, this is a good one yeah, Appreciate yeah. you coming on Oh yeah for sure we we got some, I know you got some close. content To go shoot So it won't keep you too long But yeah. Appreciate you coming on Telling your story We'll have to have you on again Yeah All Try right, to win absolutely. a blue trophy Yeah Here shortly yeah, we'll
2: Josh I have to ask you yeah. Should I put you on my fantasy team For Pickwick
1: mm, I've never been there before I'm uh, calling it I'm was, calling yeah. it There's
2: gonna be This might be the Josh one Josh is a good pick I feel like this could be the one And then this Pickwick could be the one. After all the, the trophy
0: ledge conversation. Yeah, I literally I picked
2: like, up all that stuff and I was like, okay, I know this is a ledge deal, and I'm like, I'm gonna I hope it's a ledge. Deal. Well, like yeah, I, like I, I mean, I, I hope historically it or whatever you guys. I heard you guys talking about it. I'm Like, I'm gonna put Josh on and he'll probably
0: have a lower percentage. This might be where you can pull ahead of my grandpa. Yeah,
2: since We're you're getting can, smoked. Coming by for grandpa, dude. dude.
1: Grandpa beating you up. he, he, he got all so, the insider He talks
2: so much smack, dude, and he's like. My grandpa every, texts him talking smack all the time, and he's well, up—he's up by like a couple hundred points. And I had a bad derb, and I've like—I've just talked to him. Like, there's no way I can beat. It. Last year he smoked me. This year he's smoking me. <laughs> and every Brand- time I see him, he's—and—and and I've started to not put Brandon on my team just because of the fact that. Do you that put him he, on there every time? Because he picks him every time. I was going so to say, Grandpa for sure different. Does. Yeah, yeah. Grandpa's but, an
1: OG. He's definitely putting Brandon. Oh, for there. sure. That's, well, the, that he's going to ride. I mean. What are you? Are you number one right now? Do you mm-hmm. look at the points this year? I can't keep up with whether you look I don't at the look points at the, or the I
0: haven't looked at the points in like eight years. But I know that's the you place. the power you know that But I points. know that I'm leading because they can't hide that. Yeah. But when I'm, when I'm of i i of the power hundred points when I'm points. Yeah. When i assume it's by one
1: yeah yeah that's one. Yeah. Yeah, to do it way to like that
0: it. then
2: so I you that. the then put them on
1: there So you hurting, you
2: know? Yeah. This year there and that's hurting, you know. it's been, yeah, has Yeah. helped him. No, He's got it coming. I'm gonna have to like cut his internet out in Montana and just hope that he but can't this team together. But you had such a good team this time and still got beat this I've last I've got a week new. Game. I've you got a new strategy. You have three dudes in the top ten. I've got a new strategy: high percentage guys and just hope Grandpa fails.
1: Well, you almost if Grandpa's gonna pick him every time, you almost have to not pick him. That's what I'm saying. To I gotta make some ground up. Pick up ground. You gotta, but but you also practice with them so you kind of see. If yeah. he's on him or not, Dude, he I,
2: practice with the me. whole I don't no, practice. You, oh but
1: no, no, I know. He's not that on the water. water. Oh, you don't even go out there at all. Okay. No. Sometimes I, know. I feel he's like got edits to do. Oh, bad okay. practices
2: are good tournaments. It happens all the time. That's oh, the oh, weird for thing. for sure. It's like because you you a game come game, into it with it? like a way more, like, not to be like the practice understand it, but like y- you come into it with like a more open mind. Like, when I hear Brandon talk about practice, he doesn't adapt as well. If he has a good practice, he doesn't adapt as well in tournaments. That's just, like, an observation. Mm -hmm. Is like, because you're set on, like, it worked in practice. I'm sticking to practice. And, like, so much of fishing, like, there's so much change from the first day of practice versus your last day of the dirt because there's just the time, the cycle, the temperature. You guys have had consistent weather all year during a tournament. No. Like, it's been, like, good, good. Terrible, terrible, or like good, terrible, good, terrible. Yeah, like it's never been a consistent. It's always tournament. been that
1: way. I knew yeah. that was the way it was when I <laughs> qualified. I'm like, okay, yeah, here
2: we go.
0: don't <laughs> yeah. expect nothing, right? Yeah. Lee Series uh, tournament's coming to town. Insert cold frontier. Yeah. yeah. 38
1: degrees in Florida. Here we go.
0: Yeah. Those are lovely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. We'll have you on again. And uh looking forward to the rest of the year. Yeah. It's should be good. fun. So
1: it be fun. You let us know where we're practicing on St. Lawrence. I'll be there bright and early before are ready to go.
0: <laughs> you just come jump in the boat. Yeah, there you go. We'll make up for it. All right. We'll see you guys later on the next one.